Welcome to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Resurrection Sunday, Jamie. Happy Resurrection Sunday to you and to all those who are listening. Yeah. It may not be Resurrection Day if you're listening in. Maybe yeah. it's the Sunday after. But you know what, guys? We want to just wish you, um, just hope your season was awesome. Yeah. But let's let's do this. Make it Resurrection Day every day. And that's the way life. it should be. Exactly. It should be that because we as children of God, man, we don't separate one day a year to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is for every day of the year, just like his birth. <clears throat> After when we celebrate at Christmas time, up to this point here, you know, we celebrate this all the time because we serve a risen Savior. He is alive, sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and for me. So, what a beautiful resurrection day today is. Mm. And excited about the podcast today. A different take, and I really like this. I don't think I've ever heard this preached in my life to go back and look at the foundational setup that God had in the plan of the resurrection. The plan that God had. We know that from the foundation of the world that, that it was ordained that Christ would come and that he would die for the sins of many because it did not please God through the blood of bulls and goats to save those because there was always a remembrance of sin. But there had to be an ultimate plan. There had to be an ultimate solution for the problem of sin. And it is amazing where Brother Jamie's getting ready to take us today, what the Lord has revealed unto him. As we look back from the foundation to fruition, from the beginning of it all to it coming to pass. And it's an interesting take, and it's an interesting place to be today. So the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, uh, we'll start at verse 3 today, and then we're going to jump right over into, into this foundational layout, how beautiful this is. But blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly, heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of Christ by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us acceptable in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Notice how Christ is the center of it all. He sure is. Every drop of it, every, every scripture there, it's all pointing to Christ, him from the foundation of the world us chosen from the foundation of the world it's pretty cool how exciting <laughs> how exciting if you ever want to feel special read, yeah. read Ephesians chapter one absolutely he chose you from yeah. the foundation of the world that's awesome I mean so we are a chosen generation mm. a royal priesthood yeah. That's awesome. But it all centers on Christ Jesus, our Lord. Absolutely. So as we dive into this today to have it all tied together, Brother Jamie, 
Let's talk about the foundation for resurrection. And it's amazing what the Lord has shown you this week. So I'm just going to hush and I'm going to let you take over. Because <laughs> this is really good. So Anthony, uh, let's you know definitely bounce in. Let's let, let's talk. Let's discuss and kind of um, unpack this. There's, there's yeah. a lot here. We'll try to unpack it in as short a time as possible. But really, it's 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 a God's word, guys, is amazing. Amen. Revelation. I read this week where um, you know they're John is talking about the beast and and those who are going to worship him. But then he also says that Jesus was the Lamb slain. From the foundation, foundation of the world, of the world. That's so right. it was God's plan. You know, I'm thinking about the law, the prophets, mm, yeah. the judges, um, all the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs of the children of Israel mm-hmm. over the years, and the kings, all the the the, the drama throughout the kings, um, and, and and the the captivity, the freedom, all the, the this craziness that went on in His chosen people. Yeah. God knew the whole time that the the impetus for everything that was happening, the chaos, yeah. there was there was an underlying theme that could not be stopped. Mm. There was a train coming down the track mm. that could not be stopped. There was chaos everywhere along the way. <laughs> but that train, the path of that train would not be derailed. Yeah. As many times as, as many the times. enemy right. tried to derail that yes. train, he knew the train was a coming. Yep. <laughs> and 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 but, but the beauty of it is the world around, right? Those those well well intending people mm. wanting to serve God and do do good, um, they they had hope. Yeah. But what God designed was right under their noses the entire time hmm. and yet they didn't see it yeah and and um you know i'm thinking about i'm thinking about moses as he stood at sinai i'm thinking about david as he slew goliath i'm thinking about the children of israel as they were led to captivity in babylon i'm thinking about all of these i'm thinking about elijah stressing out over the prophets of baal <laughs> you know i'm thinking about all of these things that you know that, that happen they would memorize right the pentateuch or the torah the first five books of the bible were 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 memorized by the levitical priesthood the the um the pharisees later later on as it developed the pharisees the sadducees they would the they would remember right memorize so i want to kind of anchor down a little bit here on genesis chapter five and in genesis five you're going to see a genealogy a genealogy that most of the time people and well maybe i don't want to put everybody in my category <laughs> i've been guilty of glossing over a genealogy because it's boring most do you know i mean I'm, I'm, i've been guilty in my time mm-hmm. of of seeing a genealogy and going yep let's speed read through this one here <laughs> and this begot so, that and that and begot, 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 begot. i know this probably means something but it, it just don't feel like it means a lot to me right now mm-hmm. so i'm just going to read through it yeah well in genesis 5 um you know there's something in a name the the jewish the jewish heritage um and in in the scripture the etymology of a name there's always Hence, when when Saul became Paul, Jesus changed his name. 
when Simon become Peter, Jesus changed his name. And, and there was all sorts of these name changes in the scripture because name would reveal something about you. Mm. A name would reveal something about you. So in Genesis five, he's given, and I want to talk about the first 10 names in the genealogy of Jesus. So a name, it remember what I said, the name tells you something about you. Mm -hmm. So who formed Adam? God. So, yeah, God yeah. himself formed Adam. Yeah. And and actually God God did this in a triune effort. Yep. When he said, let, let us make man, man in our own. So who was there that day? Father, what Son, happened? Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, so Jesus would have been there. He was there, yep. right? Uh, he was present. He was a part of this process. So yep. so what, what, what I want to do is take the 10 names, right? Mm -hmm. The first 10 names of the genealogy. And let's break down the definition of these names, what they mean in their original context. So the first name we come to is Adam. Adam. Yeah. So according to Strong's Concordance, H120, and the Brown Driver Briggs Hebrew Lexicon, H120. <laughs> so guys, we're not just pie in the sky. We want to understand where it came from. <laughs> right. So mm -hmm. this, this word was Adamah, meaning ground earth man or humanity so take adam he stands for humanity awesome adam begat who seth okay so seth <laughs> his name strong concordance h h8352 and the brown driver Driggs, and i won't give you all these but lexicon of h8388352 <laughs> seth was seth was the definition is appointed, right? Appointed or granted. Then you got Enos. Enos would be a mortal um, or frail or subject to death would have been his name. Enos was frail or subject to death. Canaan. Canaan. Sorrow, lamentation, dirge, which would have been, so Canaan's name would have meant Sorrow. Mm. Mahaliel. Mahaliel. Blessed God. Blessed God. Jared. Jared. Now you guys are going to start putting the picture together now. <laughs> Jared means to come down, descent, or shall come down. Mm. Enoch. Enoch means dedicated and teaching. <laughs> If you can't see a pattern here. <laughs> you see it. It's coming. God's telling the story. Yeah. Methuselah. His death shall bring. Oh. Lamech. Lamech. The powerful, the power and conquering. Noah. <clears throat> Rest hmm. and comfort. Wow. So Adam, humanity, Seth, appointed, Enos, death, Canaan, sorrow, Mahaliel, blessed God, Jared, Shall come down, Enoch, dedicated and teach, Methuselah, his death shall bring, Lamech, conquering in power, Noah, rest. That's pretty awesome. Sounds like you've just preached the life of Christ. <laughs> so God, so underneath the noses of the Pharisee priest, as they begin to memorize this, the, the Torah, under their noses was God's plan all the time. Mm. Humanity, I'm going to read the narrative by the definition of their names in order here. Humanity is a point of death and sorrow. 
but the bless the blessed God shall come down and descend. He will dedicate and teach. His death shall bring conquering and power and then rest for his people. If you can't see <laughs> the hand of God in that and how wonderful that God truly is, and like you said, how it's right underneath the nose of every of every one of these theologians that are coming up, all these religious leaders of the time, as they were coming up learning the Pentateuch, being able to quote it from, from verse to verse, every single word. And it was right there the whole time. Hey, let's put it in today's perspective. This is right under our nose as well. I mean, it's right there if we will get in and dig in. Yeah. I mean, this is digging in to the Word. This is digging in. So before God gave the law, before God parted the Red Sea, <laughs> before, before, before the uh, fire came down from heaven, before there was a king of Israel, before, uh, before Saul was chosen, before there was a prophecy given, before there was a prophecy given, God laid the cornerstone of his plan. And it's almost like he was building a building. And, and on the inside of the wall, he sketched, here's what I'm going to do. Yep. <laughs> and that, you know how awesome that is, is we go back to what we read in Ephesians 1, 4 at the beginning, before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, this plan was laid out. God had this plan. It's amazing to me. It's amazing. The, the plan of his son coming down and and dying the death and, and but the but the power there you know you you're thinking about you're thinking about um that his death shall bring mm. methuselah you know ironically methuselah lived 969 years mm-hmm. lamech his con will bring conquering and power and the noah rest notice what happened and, and god designed all this pretty neat Notice what happened when what's the big event in Noah's in Noah's <laughs> life? So we see the world destroyed with water. Okay, so that's the yeah. end of this tent, right? Yeah. The rest. And then Noah Noah and during Noah's tenure <laughs> yeah. you know, on this earth, God destroyed the world. Yeah. What a what a beautiful picture. And so as we think about as we think about this weekend and what it means, uh, and, and that's just one of those tra- guys, I want to encourage you before we turn the page to talk about this resurrection weekend, the word of God is the most intricate, the most, the most delicate, the most powerful, the most poetic literary document that's ever, ever been assembled. It's the, it's the bestseller of all time and always will be. And the reason why, because this book was penned down by men inspired by the Holy Spirit over 1500 year time period, 66 different books penned down by rich people, poor people, kings and paupers, uh, crazy people and people that was fully lucid. And but then but then the, the beauty of it is all the diversity of authors, all the diversity. Well, it's one author, all the diversity of penmen. The book remains infallible. Yeah. Ah. That's amazing. Always, when you think about it, it just, it always blows my mind to see what God has done in the word of the Lord, how it's forever settled in heaven, how it changes not. It just amazes me at how, how awesome God truly is. But this, 
just looking at these names and seeing that that right there, I mean that that that's a humbling. It's humbling to really look at that and just say. The, the, think of the times you've read through the genealogy. You're like, oh, oh let's get over this. But imbre- embedded inside of it is the true is the plan of salvation embedded in the genealogy. And you know, we always go back to the genealogy to look at it and say, you know, there's no other religion in the world that exists that you can trace the genealogy of the Savior all the way down. It doesn't exist. Right. So for God to give us that, we always run to that. That's the first thing we grasp. But then we overlook this 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 fact. And then you always remember that Jesus has a name that is above every name. Oh, yeah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, mm. every tongue shall confess mm. that Jesus Christ is Lord forever and forever. That's amazing. Mm. No other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Oh, no other name. Acts 4.12, one of my favorite scriptures. Ah. So beautiful. So humanity, if we look at this, as we continue in with this, humanity, we see with Adam, we see humanity is appointed death and sorrow. We see that sin came in under Adam, under the fall, and that humanity, death, entered in at the sin of the man Adam. Yeah. So when... At this entrance of sin, yeah. men began to struggle. And yeah. men would struggle until until the rest, until Noah, until this this that last word, the, the last meaning, and that's what what came. So humanity. So the thing is, there is no somebody said, Well, he's a good person, I'm a good person, I'm a good person. No, we have what's called the Adamic nature. And the Adamic Amen. the Adamic nature in and and you you explained it very well the other day with, with the story <laughs> with Zachy, and 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 I've all I've always thought you put a kid in a room with another kid and you give one a blue sucker and the other one a red sucker. Yeah, they're going to fight over who gets the red sucker or yeah. the blue sucker. or the blue. Yeah. And you could put it that that could be a one year old kid and yes. nobody sat those children down oh. and taught them. Mm-hmm. This is how you be selfish. Yeah. No. Not at it's all. Na- it's innate. It's in yeah. them. Why? Because humanity is appointed death and sorrow. Yep. Death entered in when when sin entered into, into the garden. Yep. Death entered in at that point. And also sorrow. Yep. So Adam and Eve knew no sorrow. They would have known no death yep. had it not been for sin. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So true. So entered in depravity, destruction, death, darkness, and it dominated at this time because death came in. So we, we weren't made to die. We weren't made to die. You know, that's what's so amazing about that. But when sin came in, death entered in with it. That's sad. But if we stopped at just Adam's name, mm. just at the humanity, it's a sad story. Yep. But God... He's the author and the finisher of our faith, so he comes on down. <laughs> the blessed God. And you can stack up all the other religions in the world. Yeah. And all of the religions in the world, people are striving to go get to their God. That's right. Right? Every single one, you line them up. They're striving for perfection or to climb some mountain to get to the top where, mm-hmm. the, where their God exists. Well, the beauty is, is our God, our Savior, came down off the mountain. Yeah out of the portals of glory in heaven where he was being worshiped and adored and come to a world who rejected him and didn't 
didn't want to know him and, and didn't understand him and nor would listen to him at all and would ultimately, ultimately try their best to kill him. Yeah. But yet he came down and he knew that. And yet he came down. He was forsaken, spat on, mocked, ridiculed, laughed at, and so many assassination attempts on him. But yet he came down. <laughs> Jesus left heaven's glory to invade darkness with light and religion with relationship. What was religion? Why did sepulchers? They appointed things into the people that they couldn't even hold to themselves. Mm. They were whited sepulchers, beautiful outwardly. Religion is beautiful outwardly, mm. but it's full of dead men's bones, unless there's a true encounter with the Father. So when Jesus came down, when he left heaven to do his Father's will, to mm. come and do a, be about his Father's business, he came down and he dedicated and taught the people. He fulfilled the law. Yeah. Fulfilled the law. Yep. That's awesome. So Jesus, huh, have all of himself to the least of us. He gave all of himself. Gave it all. Yeah. He gave everything to us. To, to the least of us. That's, you know, I think sometimes we overlook that. And we get so tangled up in such silliness in life that we forget what God really did for us in the sending of Jesus and what that meant to us mm. and for us to be able to grasp that. Because we know, sure, that Adam nature lives in every one of us. And it's once appointed for man to die, and then after this, the judgment. My goodness gracious, to have God to make a way where there was no way, there was no way possible. We could not attain to the letter of the law. We would always fall short. But for Christ to come, for God to give that, to give His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm. For Him to do that, for Him to give all of Himself to the least of us. Who am I? Who am I, honestly? Mm. I think every one of us could ask that question. Who yeah. am I right. that the Savior of the world, the Creator of the universe, <laughs> would look upon me and love me enough to give me an opportunity to have forgiveness of sin, to be able to be in relationship with him once again. Where sin separated, Christ came and he filled the gap, he filled the void. And when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, now we're back in fellowship with the Father. It just blows my mind. Who am I? So the creator, the creator of the universe, the one who knows the name of every star yeah. in the galaxies, the one who knows every hair on every head that's ever existed. Hmm. And yet, when he came down to this earth, he chose 12 crazy men. Yeah. And he gave all of his time to them. All of yeah. it. He gave it to them. Mm -hmm. The last three and a half years of his life, he gave to those young, crazy, diverse, <laughs> misunderstanding, well-intended men. Mm -hmm. and, and boys, really. I mean, if you think mainly most of them were teenage boys, likely, you know, just, just young men um, just getting started. But then think about us, right? I mean, he, he came down and he chased us down yeah. in our condition. <clears throat> he found us where we were. And then he didn't, you know, he, he came off the mountain and carried me up. He didn't, he didn't look down the mountain, down his nose and say, 
depart from me, you worker of iniquity. He said, mm-hmm. come, come to me. Let me cleanse your iniquity. Yeah. Now, there's going to come a day that if we don't accept that invitation to come and, and be cleansed of our iniquity, then he may say, depart from me. But until then, he's going to say, come hither, come hither, come to me. Let me, I'm not going to give you rest yeah. for your soul. So beautiful. Gave all of himself to the least of us. So humanity is appointed death and sorrow, but the blessed God will come down and dedicate and teach and his death shall bring conquering power. I like this quote that you had on there from Francis Chan. The power of the cross is not just in what it did for us, but in what it does in us, transforming us into the image of Christ, transformed by the renewing of our mind, Mm. transformed by the blood of the Lamb. When Jesus died on the cross, and we are now washed in his blood, the ultimate sin sacrifice, the ultimate spotless lamb of God that cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Mm. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we humble ourselves. We recognize that he was sent to die for us upon a cross, yeah. that he lived, died, and he was resurrected again, sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and for mm. me. So you have... A four, it's four words that I really love in this. I'm going to let you say them because they're really strong. But remember, the power of the cross is not just in what it did for us, but in what it does inside of us to transform us into the image of God. So what happened when death died? I'll let you say the four words. Death died, we win. Boom. Victory. Victorious. That's awesome. Death died, we win. That's the end of the story, period. Mm -hmm. We win. We're not bound by sin and death no more. We have victory over it through and by the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. Death shall not from this point forward. You know, and I want to go back to the cross for a second, but in in a second, but right now let's talk about this. Yeah. To this point, Death had reigned from Adam to Jesus. Death reigned. What do I mean death reigned? Nobody wanted to die. Everybody was afraid to die. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Death, death was intimidating. Yeah. And um, death, death reigned. Well, Jesus, in his resurrection, was the first fruits, the first fruits of a new creation. That new creation is not subject to death because he was resurrected from the death. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, mm. and then he won. He broke the he broke that he broke that curse of death upon men. So then, henceforth, on the on the forward looking, that's what that's what made the disciples and the and the early church so powerful is because they looked death in the eye and said and and they looked death in the eye and said. You died. Yeah. They looked the crucifixion in the eye and said, oh, you're going to do that for me? Peter would run to the chopping block, or or Paul would run to the chopping block. Peter would say, I'm not worthy to be crucified the way my Jesus was. Crucify me upside down. Or, or, Or running into the, into the, into the arena where the where the animals were gonna hmm. gonna devour them, death didn't have a hold on them no. anymore. Now I, I fear that over time we have lost a bit of that fire and, and 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 fervor, but death does not intimidate the church at this point because death died, death died, and we win, and we win. So let's <laughs> let, let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about a suffering. Uh, we, we got a few more minutes here. Um, 
um, let, let's talk about Jesus being the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. This plan was in place from the beginning of time, yep. right? And before the sacrifice of the, the sacrificial lamb was designed in the Le- Levitical priesthood and 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 the the law, right? It it was it was already designed by God that mm-hmm. Jesus would be the lamb. Yep. Okay. So the lamb, the lamb in in the sacrificial law that you read in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, guys, is going to be a, a six actually after God's plan of the true lamb of God, Jesus. So where was Jesus born quickly? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Yeah. Where did, where, where did David, where did David work? What was David's occupation before he became a king? A shepherd. Where, where was he a shepherd at? In his father's field in Bethlehem. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so Bethlehem is just a short few miles from Jerusalem. Yeah. And um, what, what history and the Bible would teach us is that the lambs that were sacrificed in Jerusalem every year for the sins of the people all came from the, 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 the shepherds in Bethlehem. That's why the shepherds were at the nativity. You know, that's why the shepherds were there. It wasn't just like randomly shepherds pop up. Boop, they just pop up there like, wow, that's a, that would be really neat to put into a nativity. No, mm-hmm. they were there on purpose because they were there because those, 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 those shepherds were trained by the rabbis in Jerusalem to identify and care for a perfect lamb. So when they were when they showed up there, when Mary was holding the baby Jesus, they showed up to point out and signify that is the final lamb. He is the Lamb of God. They they were there to care and and and, and call that out. Now let's let, let, let's fast forward. Okay, Jesus suffered. His suffering started started in the garden of when, when he began to pray in the garden. He the scripture says that he 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 was in such stress, such immense stress that that blood was dropping dripping through his sweat glands, and and he was sweating great drops of blood. Well. That, that's actually a medical condition called hematidrosis. If you don't know what that is, just Google it. You're going to see pictures and images that will just really make you, make you hurt to see the, the immense pain. Uh, in, in Germany, uh, during the Holocaust, a lot, of the, a lot of the Jews that were in some of the concentration camps actually developed a condition of hematidrosis and they, as they suffered in just agonizing pain and, and things so that, you know, this is like the, the suffering of Jesus. He didn't have to suffer, but he did. And then I used to think, Anthony, as a kid, that, that the soldiers killed Jesus and, and that the, the, the Pharisees killed Jesus. And I love what Jesus said in front of the Pharisees and the Roman government, the most powerful government in the world. And the ruler looks at Jesus and says, don't you know that I can kill you? <laughs> and Jesus looks back at him just with cold, cold stone <laughs> eyes and just looks at him. And he says, no man can take my life, but I'm going to lay it down freely. Yeah. And if I lay it down, I'm going to take it up again in three days. And, 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 and a roundabout way. Now, he said it in his own little codex in the way that he said things. But he said that he, he said as much as you can try, big boy, but you can't take this life. Yep. He even said that if, if it, that he could pray right to the Father at that moment and call down more than twelve legions of angels. God, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine being one of those angels? Just say the word. That's what you'd been up there. And you'd be like, just say the word. Say the word. I'll be there. <laughs> 
Isn't it amazing? Isn't that amazing? And here's, here's the good news of the resurrection is that Christ did that for us. He did that for us. And I, I, it blows my mind. You know, we read John 3.16, we, we read 12, Hebrews 12.1, and we see all this that Christ done, who, who despising the shame, yet he gave his life for us. He laid down his life a ransom for many. I'm one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the ones that he gave his life for, me, you, for the whole world, for God so loved the world, everybody. He loves us all, and he gave us Jesus to die for our sins. It amazes me. And as you were talking about that, is I can just see the old high priests and all of them. And I love this saying. I love this saying. There were a few things that happened that had no choice. They had it had to happen the way that it did. One is as Christ was before the old religious leaders of the times, he was before the high priest, and he asked him. He said, "Art thou the Son of God, the live the, 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 the of the Most High God?" And Jesus, thou sayest it. Yeah, I'm him. And what did the high priest do? He rent his garment. He did. In other words, Jesus looked at him and said, you're fired, buddy. Mm. He had no choice. He lost his job at that moment. The the symbolism of him ripping his garments literally is, I just lost my job. (laughs) He rent it in anger, but the symbolism behind it is amazing. He had no choice. He was fired on the spot. And then the old stone that was placed in front of this. And I heard you say the other day that uh, there's there's theologians and they've talked about it. The size and weight of the stone would have been around somewhere like two tons, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at about like 5,000 pounds of a, a, a stone, 5,000 pounds rolled in front of this door, a seal set on it, a seal set on it, and a watch set before it. And Wait, then... Uh, can I stop you there real quick? Sure. A seal set on it. This, this yeah. was a Roman seal. Yeah. And the, the watchmen that was over it were the most highly trained Absolutely. military men yes. in the world. Yeah. But they became as dead men. The stone, it had no other choice. When, when, when the earth shook as the angel descended down and the stone was rolled away, the stone did exactly what it was designed for. They thought it was designed to be a barricade and a block, but the stone was like, man, I was made for a greater purpose than this. Yeah. I was made to roll. I was made to roll. So you know those songs, he's still rolling stones. Yeah. He's still rolling stones. Oh, hey, man. if a rock can cry out, because Jesus said as his disciples came through and as the religious leaders said, forbid them to speak. Don't let them talk. Don't let them say that you're the king. Don't do that. Tell them to keep their peace. Jesus said, if they quiet, if they hush their mouths, do you not know that the stones are going to cry out? That stone did exactly what it was created to do. It was either cry, crumble, or roll. And it said, I'm rolling out of the way. I love it. That's God. It's amazing what the Lord can do. What, what they thought was the end, yeah. where the period was at, boom, yeah. death, boom, it is finished, boom. All of hell was in a roar. Oh, yeah. We got him. Done. Mm. We got him. And then we talked yesterday about Silent Saturday. Yeah. Silent Saturday. Do you really think it was a Silent Saturday? 
It may have been silent in some places. <laughs> Where was it not silent? I at? promise you. In the, <laughs> in the in the portals of paradise, it oh. was not silent that day. Oh my goodness! Jesus looked over at the at one of the one of the malefactors, or you know, one of the one of the one of the thieves beside him. And the thief had just cursed him out, <laughs> right? He yeah. Had just, he, you know, they were both cursing, right? Yes, Those thieves absolutely. Were both, and, and this is a little longer episode than usual, but this is a special episode. That's right. <laughs> so the thief was cursing him out one minute. The next minute he comes, he comes around, looks over at Jesus and says, remember me yep. when thou enterest in. And Jesus looks back over at him, Anthony, and he said, today, Yep. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. <laughs> so where was oh. Jesus talking about? He was talking about where he was getting ready to go preach the gospel to the captives and set them free. Man. He knew this dude was going to be there. Yep. So could you imagine? Could you imagine when when this guy when this guy walked in? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Imagine when this this male factor <laughs> walked in and he walked in there into paradise and people were says, who's this? I see Abraham and Moses and Noah and Elijah and Isaiah and Jeremiah and all these men, David. But who is this dude? You know, <laughs> what did you do? Oh, are you, is your systematic theology in order? What is your opinion on grace versus works? Do you have the four step plan of salvation? This dude says, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know. So, you know, I'm, I'm, they, did, they didn't ask him these questions that no. we know, but, but, but you could picture this, right? <laughs> yeah. This dude comes in and says, well, by what grounds are you here? Yep. And he said, well, Jesus said I could be here. <laughs> I know the man. <laughs> I know the man. I know the man. <laughs> and then in walks Jesus and he says, because Jesus told him, this day you'll be with me. Yep. And so Jesus walks in in that same language, you know, using those same words, Jesus would have said, he's with me. He's with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's awesome. But but thinking about, let's go back to the cross for a second. I, I, I'm just anchored down there for a minute. I used to think that as I read the scripture of the crucifixion, Anthony, I used to think that the soldier, when they pierced Jesus' side, mm. um, actually killed him at that moment. And uh, but but then I was like, no, wait a second. He Jesus said, no man takes my life. That's right. So nobody killed Jesus. Mm-mm. We collectively killed Jesus. And uh, I was always confused with <clears throat> the, when the pierce pierced his side, there was water and blood came out of the side. Water and blood, specifically, they called that water and blood. And um, I work in healthcare, got to know some cardiologists. And so there's a condition called pericardial effusion. And basically me, what that is, is there's a sack of water in really, really extreme, extreme, excruciating stress and anxiety causes pericardial effusion. And it's a sack of water that goes around the heart and it gets so filled that it crushes the heart and the heart breaks. Basically, it's crushed under the weight of the water. So when the soldier pierced his side, the water came out. That was the pericardial effusion sack around the heart that crushed the heart. So when Jesus cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. He was crying, and he, he, he crying to God, why has thou forsaken me? But then he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders, and he gave up the ghost. It was his heart that had been broken. 
because of the condition of the people around him. God's wrath had been poured onto him. And he just bore the sins of the entire world on his shoulders, mine and yours, and every lie I told and everything you've done wrong. And everything every listener's done wrong. Yeah. And he bore it. He took it. He took it all. Every, took it all. every ounce of it. And yeah. then he drank the wrath of God in that yes. moment. And that crushed his heart. Mm. My mind always goes back, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, the things that bear witness on earth. What are two things that bear witness? The blood and the water. Yeah. They bear witness. <laughs> they bore witness that day. It was, it was intent for it to flow forth blood and water. Mm. It bore witness. It bore witness that day. Amazes me. But <laughs> this beautiful story of redemption, this beautiful story of redemption as we look from Genesis, and this is, this is uh, important for everybody to see today. When we, when we read in Ephesians that he was slain from the foundation of the world, that we were chosen from the foundation of the world to understand how God had a plan. There was a plan. God has never at one time been in heaven wringing his hands wondering what he was going to do. That's right. And never. No. He has a plan, and he knows exactly where we fit in that plan. The plan was to send Jesus to be the true payment for sin, the propitiation or the true absolute payment for that sin. Mm. Now, as he sits on the right hand of the Father, he is making intercession for you and for me. When he ascended up from heaven, from earth into heaven to set up on the right hand of the Father, he sits there and he makes intercession for us. And now when we get to heaven, we can say, I know the man. I know the man. I'm with him because his blood cleansed me. He said I could be here. He said I could be here. <laughs> oh, praise God. It's exciting. Ooh. That's exciting. Guys, happy uh, resurrection happy day. Happy resurrection day. <laughs> I hope that you have had an amazing uh spring, the start to the year this year, guys, that's listening in and Really hope you enjoyed this double length podcast. Uh, we try to go twenty minutes today. We went over forty. That's okay. We didn't even scratch the surface. We didn't even. We didn't even begin. <laughs> but but just just take take time. I encourage you to take time and meditate upon the what he did, what he did for you, and what he did for all of us, and then meditate upon the price that he paid that he did not have to pay. But then meditate upon, and, and then we try to 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 hang so many different. Well, why this and why that? Listen, who are we to question the construct of God, the construct mm. of the universe, and 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 design all of this perfectly? So, in Genesis, all the way back to Genesis five, God designed it from the end, and we are just a benefactor of what He did for us on Calvary's tree. We love you. We thank you for tuning in. Until next time, God bless. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.